this morning, we as a preaching team are, are, are trying really to sort of launch the new year here with a, a special lesson that I think you will uh, find encouraging regarding to what's happening in our lives as Christians as we move forward in 2021. And so I, I'm going to take a few moments here and introduce this sermon this morning, spend a few moments and sort of lay the groundwork, uh, and then the rest of the preaching team is going to be delivering different messages in view of this in order to help us to see what it is we want to see about this year ahead. Better. That word, better, that phrase, that term, better, I have to admit, really isn't all that positive of a term to me. That word really isn't all that positive to me. And I know some of you are going, well, it's better, so it has to be better. It has to be positive because it's better, right? Well, not for me. Because, you see, too often I find that word or term better in the context, or at least I have, that makes that word more negative to me than what I would consider to be positive. For example, growing up, as I got report cards in school, I got those report cards, there was always a teacher, there's always my parents, usually, that would look at my report card and say, Monty, you can do better than this, Right? You, you, do you ever have that experience? And, and, uh, and, and they were probably right. They were probably, hey guys, good to see you guys. Have you here. They were probably right. But just once I, w- I would have enjoyed somebody saying, straight C's, wow, let's have pizza. But uh, that never happened. And, and, and better showed up in, in sports. So often in sports, the teams that I were on, uh, we would win a game, and then we would sit down, and the coach would say, I-, I-, I know we won by 40 points, but we can do better. Russell, do they, do they like teach you that in coaching school, that no matter what happens, you always say, hey, we can play better than that? And, and even in work, even when uh, the boss would come in, he would say to me or others, say, hey, We've met all of our goals this year, but I think we can do better. You see, it was always just there. It was just always, we can do better, we can do better. And and as a result, it just seemed really kind of more negative than positive in, in my life. But right now, as we begin this new year, I'm hearing again that term, better, I hear it a lot. I hear people saying, well, I certainly hope that 2021 is better than 2020. And uh, some people are going, hey, hey, let's make 2021 better, all right? Let's, Let's do that. Everybody with me? Let's make 2021 better. But here's the problem. We can't make 2021 better. I mean, we can't do it, and, and I say it in this way, if and when better is built on the ifs of life, 
When our sense of better in this year is built on if there's not an international health crisis, if I don't have my own personal health crisis, if there is a, a great economic national growth, if uh, all of the right laws and all the right policies are made this year, if Texas Tech becomes a top five football team, then this year is going to be a better year. But the problem with that is, once again, and, and, and if, if, if our better is built on those types of ifs coming true, then we're in big trouble. Because, you see, we can't do anything about those things at all. Those things are not within our control. But now, having said we can't, let me say this. We can make 2021 better. We can do it. And the preaching team is wanting to say to all of us this morning is that we can do it 21 minutes at a time. And when we say and you're going to hear this this morning, as we say 21 minutes at a time, it, it's just not a, a, a sort of, why well, we talked about acute play on uh, terms, right? 21 for 2021, you get that. But we're not just saying that so that matches up, we're saying that because we believe that 21 minutes at a time is powerful, we believe that it is important. You see, when we break 365 days down, follow me here, when we break the year down in 25 minutes, uh, 21 minutes periods of orienting our lives in three important directions, 21 minutes a day, reorienting our lives in three important directions, up and out, and in, when we do that, we will, we will experience better this year. We will. We'll experience better regardless of all of those ifs that we can't control. So this morning, as we go along, what we're going to do is we're going to see how up and out and in 21 minutes at a time can be extremely powerful when determining better for our lives. As I go back to this introduction, as we go back and we think about this idea or this thought that if our sense of better, a better year, a better life, if our sense of better rests in the what-ifs, and the only-ifs. And if we're saying, and that's what I'm saying, and the preaching team is saying this morning, if our better rests in the ifs, then we're, we're sort of we're hinging a better year on things that are outside of our control. And, and therefore, what we need to do is we need to go a different direction. We need to reorient ourselves. We need to orient ourselves in a position and a direction in which we're, we're headed up and we're headed out and we're thinking inwardly as well. And so, 
I begin, first of all, with up. This term up. And when, when we say up, up is really about orienting ourselves upward in God's greater truths and realities. And let me put that a different way. When we're saying upward, what we're doing is we're continually centering ourselves in who God is, what God says, and what God does for those who put their faith in Him. And when we do that, what, here's what happened, is he, cre- he keeps creating in us filters, True filters that allow us to see life in the way that we really need to see life. Are you getting this? As we keep looking at God and centering ourselves before God and hearing what He has to say and knowing what He does in our lives of people of faith, then all of a sudden He gives us an accurate way to determine whether life is better or not. And so this morning, what we want to think about is, is, what is what's the power behind up? Well, give, let me give you a few examples. I believe that because Joseph always had this orientation toward up, he was able to see and to understand that even though his brothers selling him into slavery, even though they meant that for evil, he knew that that was simply the catalyst for God to do something good in his life and in the life of his people. And think about Jesus, because Jesus' orientation was always up to God. He's always looking at and recognizing who God is and and hearing what God wants and, and, and knowing the power of God at work within his life. Because his orientation was always up, he could see and understand that just because the hands of evil and wicked men were hurting and harming and ultimately killing him, that that was simply the catalyst for God healing the entire world. And then think about Paul. The, the fact that Paul, is his, his orientation is always up toward God. And because it is, he is able to find contentment in every circumstance. Even in the worst of circumstances, he is able to see and experience contentment Because he knows that the power of God is still at work in his life. Even in those negative circumstances. So this is what we're talking about. And these are examples of how when they, and we even today, orient ourselves or position ourselves in this upward direction. That that has the power to, to change our whole perspective in life. When, when we center ourselves in that type of better, our lives are made better because we don't evaluate them according to what we see and what we experience in this world at the moment, but we evaluate them according to what we know God is doing in spite of the moment. Amen? 
And that's what makes this perspective of upward better. In spite of what's going on out here in the moment, we're looking up and God is helping us to see that there is something better happening in spite of what you're experiencing in this world. Think about it with me for just a moment. Knowing that God, Knowing that God is working all things together for good for you because you love him and being called according to his purpose, Romans 8, 28. Knowing that, does that not make life better? Yeah. And, and, and knowing in your life that even though Satan has some victories, right? He's going to have some victories. And even though he does have some victories, and some of those are really, really uh, hard and hurtful, but knowing even though we know he has victories, what we know is is that the victories we have in Jesus Christ are greater than all the victories that Satan can have in our lives. Does that not make life better? Yeah. Yeah. And then knowing in our lives that even though our world is becoming more and more and more uncertain, we always know that our God is the same today and tomorrow and forever and that his promises never fail. Knowing that, does that not make life better? And knowing that in our lives, that even though our bodies break down and even though they can fail and will fail, but knowing that our heavenly bodies are waiting for us after that happens, doesn't that have a bearing on whether or not we see our lives as being better? And then finally, to know that there is nothing that can separate us from the providential love of God. Nothing on this earth and nothing in the realms of darkness can ever separate us from his providential love that's going to bring blessings in our life. To know that, for sure, does that not make life better? Yeah, that's what it's all about. But here's the catch. The catch is, is that we only know this And we only will trust these things to be true if we continue to look up. Because if we don't, down here, it's going to pull our focus and our direction into the ifs. And so what we have to do is keep looking upwardly and centering ourselves in who God is, in what God says... And what God's doing in our lives as people of faith, that tells us and assures us what's really better. And that's why 21 minutes at a time. And that's where this 21 minutes at a time we're talking about comes in because we as a preaching team believe in what we're exhorting us to do this morning. And you're going to hear about this all year. Get ready. Is that we're talking about us participating in up 21 minutes at a time. First of all, by taking 21 minutes a day to open God's Word and allow Him to enlighten our hearts and our minds to His power and His promises and His providence in our lives. And not just 21 minutes a day within God's Word, but 21 minutes a day in prayer. And as we pray to him, confess our needs, confess our doubts, confess our challenges, but also confess our trust. 21 minutes a day, and that's going to make this year better. 
And then to think about, and we're going to be encouraging you, maybe not 21 minutes a day, but what about 21 minutes a week memorizing the Scriptures of God? And as we do, then God's Word then becomes the narrative that constantly is playing within our minds, telling us who He is and what He's doing, assuring us that better is at work within our lives because of Him. Now, I'm not a mathematician, and, 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 and Bill and, and, and uh, Chris has some even better math than what I have. But just think about this. If a family of four, in a family of four, if each one is studying and praying 21 minutes per day, and then they're memorizing Scripture 21 minutes per week for a year, listen, That's 1,094 hours of up. 1,094 hours of centering ourselves and every member of that family in God and His power and providence and and promises for our lives. And and the point we're making is, is that when we do that, life becomes better. Okay, after uh, months of a foot surgery and now the pandemic, I get to do this. Good morning. Good morning. Let's try that one more time. We got good morning. Good morning. Man, it is so good to be here. Amen to that. Listen, I was, as he talked to other Christians about 2020, here's this pattern that sort of developed over time. And the pattern was something like this. For Christians, the more that we sort of we looked outside of ourselves and to the needs of others, we really found, even in the midst of 2020, a fulfilling year, right? As we looked out of ourselves and we, we looked outside out of ourselves and we looked to the needs of others, there's just something that is important about that, is essential to that. And as we think about Christianity, it is the essence of Christianity to think out. It's the essence of it. And, and I want to I prove that to you, or we know that, but I want to show you that over and over again in some related stories and scriptures. The first one is, out was at the heart of the ministry of Jesus Christ. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus comes to this end of this day. It's been an exhausting day for him. He's been teaching and he's been healing And he finds himself on the front porch of a house. And it says that all of the whole town had gathered. They had gathered together for this reason. They wanted to come to Jesus and they wanted him to heal him. And I began to think about what ifs. What if Jesus had looked around and he said something like this? Well... This looks like a pretty good front porch. I think I'm just going to stay here and I'm going to do my entire ministry here. And he could have, right? He could have, he could have stayed right there and people would have brought to him all the sick in the area. They would have traveled distances. He could have taught wherever he wanted to, but he didn't do that what if. We find him spending the night in prayer. And then in Mark chapter 1 and verse 38... He said to his disciples, let us go somewhere else to a nearby village so I could preach. That 
is why I have come. It's the essence, it was the heart of the ministry of Jesus for out. Out was also the heart of the early church. I talked about this last week in Acts chapter 4, but what if the early church would have succumbed to the threat of the religious leaders not to preach or teach in Jesus' name? What if they would have kept silent at that moment in time? And I'm so grateful the what-ifs then went out there. In fact, the threat had the opposite effect on the New Testament church. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 29, it says this, Now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. It had the opposite effect. Out remains our call today, isn't it? Out remains our call today. We are to be light in this horrible darkness of this world. We are to be the sweet aroma of Christ in the middle of the stench of sin. We're to, be, we're to be the bearers of good news in a world that is filled with horrible, horrible news. We are to be disciples of Jesus Christ and we are to go and make disciples. We are a people who look out. And as we look at the new upcoming year, I want us to, sort of, I want us to commit ourselves to think and to be out to have an outward focus. Today, Monty talked about this. Is we're going to give you a lot of math today. You didn't know that when you came to church. But I want you to think about two numbers. I want you to think about two numbers in light of the possibilities of thinking out. In the possibilities of thinking out, there's two numbers I want you to think about. 1,000 449, and then the big number, 730,296. And if you could say that really fast, congratulations. There you go. 1,449 and 730,296. I barely did it. I want you to think about those two numbers in light of the possibility of sharing. And the possibility of sharing, here's what I want to encourage you to do and to begin to think about the possibilities of just sharing, and the power of 21. I want you to think about it in this respect. Let me explain the 1,449. That is every adult, teen on up, on our rolls here at Sunset. Teen on up, that's how many adults we have, 1,449. And I want you to think about for just a second, if every adult... If every adult in the congregation sat down just two times a month and for 21 minutes had a spiritual conversation with somebody, a spiritual conversation about their story, a spiritual conversation about God working and moving in their lives, a spiritual conversation about coming to know Jesus Christ, you know how many minutes it would be by the end of the year if every adult had two 21-minute conversations a month? Guess what number? Yep, you got it. 730,296 minutes of conversation. Isn't that amazing? 
Isn't that amazing? Or how about this in the area of the possibility of sharing? What if just two times a month we got on our knees and we prayed for either a friend or a coworker or a relative who does not know the Lord Jesus Christ? They don't know Him, and they're not in a relationship with Him, and they're struggling because of that. What if we got on our knees two times a month for 21 minutes? Guess what number we would come up with? You got it. 730, 296 minutes in prayer. I wonder what, have you ever thought about this? I wonder what, what's the what if? What what would God do? With 730,296 minutes of conversation, of prayer. See, when we think about this, and, and Monty talked about this, when you think about 21, it really isn't that big. You're going, 21? 21, that's not that, it's not that really that big of a deal. 21 is not that, that big of a deal. But in light of the activity that we do, the out activity we do, it becomes a powerful tool in the hands of a powerful God, doesn't it? Or how about this? What about out in the possibility of service? Out in the possibility of service. I want to let you know I love being at Sunset. I love being here. I love being here. And one of the things I love about being here is is the work that Rodney has done in the area of ministry here. Do you know right now, presently, we have 32 ministries at sunset where you could be actively involved in ministry and service. 32 ministries. And not only do we have 32 ministries, but here's what's really encouraging about this. That if you have a passion, and you have a heart, and you want to do more ministries, we help you do that. Last year, I was excited that we, we launched Theodora Hope Ministry. It's just one of the ministries that we launched last year. And it's a ministry to reach out to people who are hurting because of miscarriage and stillbirth or infant loss. That's just one of 32 ministries. But when it comes to ministry at Sunset, here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about a straight line. And you're going, well, that's really weird, Bill. But it's really not. I want you to think about a straight line. And, And here's what I want you to think about in the area of straight line and ministry is this. We want every member, every adult member, 1,449 people, being able to draw a very straight line to say something like this. That's what I do. That is what I do right there. I help at that ministry. That is what I do. This place can be a little bit intimidating at times. It's a big place. 
A lot of things are going on. But I want to let you know that if you don't have a ministry today, I want you to talk to me. I want you to talk to Rodney. Rodney's sitting right over there. It's, and then if not, uh, Zane's on the uh, evangelism uh, committee here. You could talk to Zane. Zane's right over here. And, and we will help you today to find your straight line ministry here at Sunset. Now, here we go. Think about this for just a second. What if, what if every adult member two times a month gave 21 minutes of directed ministry, concentrated ministry, their straight line ministry? Guess how many minutes of service we will do? Yes, you guessed it. 730,296 minutes of concentrated ministry. I wonder what God could do with that. I wonder what God could do with that. And so today, here's, the, here's what the encouragement it is this. Today, we're launching, initiating, as Monty did with Up, I'm doing Out to think about 21 in the upcoming weeks. And every time you hear 21, not only do you think about up, but you also think about out. Speak, pray, serve, 21. So this is the part where my mom gets mad at me because she says, Chris, it's not all about you. And when I think about making 2021 better than last year, there's a part of me that says, yeah, you're right, you're right up, and you're right out, but there's one more piece, and it's in, it's in, looking in. But as I say looking in, and as I say making 2021 about you, it's not really about selfishness, as it is about seeking to understand self in the presence of God. It's not self-absorption, but it's instead self-awareness, self-analysis, leading to self-actualization. When I hear the word in, I want to think introspection. 2021, becoming better, will be, uh, that'll take place through honest reflection and honest introspection, looking in. I don't know about you guys, but this last year has caused me to do a lot of looking in, a lot of soul searching. And as we think about 2021, we believe, the preaching team believes, that it's not just looking up or looking out, but also taking that gaze inside and seeing who we really are that's going to make a huge difference for this year. Here we focus inward for the purpose of pointing ourselves more clearly in the direction of Jesus. It's not about feeling shame or, or disgust with self, but instead it's like making a bucket list of all the things you'd like to see God do within you and transform you from within to take on his Jesus qualities into our lives. It's about making my faith 
real. So as I'm reading scripture or as I'm praying and maybe I'm reading in the Sermon on the Mount, it says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Now I shift it inward and I say, what does that mean to me? What does it say to me? Or as I'm praying to God and I'm talking to him, I have to reflect inward and ask the question, so what's God saying to me? There's a passage of scripture that I love. I think that conveys this really well. The passage of scripture is Psalm 139. If you have your Bibles, you want to turn there or it's on the screen. Here's what it says. Oh Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, you discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in before, behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. He says, God, you know me better than I know myself. You know when I get up, when I lie down, you know about my, the complexity of my DNA, you know the complexity of my personality, you know my motivations, you know my heart, and it just blows me away. That's way bigger than I can consider or understand. I don't know about you, but as I think about the last few years, the self-reflection, the analysis, maybe you've done some of these analysis tools we've talked about in the past, and as you do, don't you just kind of come to the end of that and go, man, that's, this is complicated. This person here is complicated. How am I going to figure me out? I love what the psalmist says at the end of the psalm. Listen to this. He says, verse 23, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. He says, when I get to the end of it all, I look at myself and I go, I don't understand the complexity of who I am. And then he comes to God and he says, God, will you expose that to me and guide me in that? Wouldn't 2021 be a wonderful year if God could open us up and begin exposing truths that we've been needing to see? If he could open us up and let us begin to see some things inside of ourselves. And once again, I think to myself, well, that seems selfish. And I want to say it's actually courageous and it's selfless. Because there are corners of my heart and in my life that I will not let anyone in, including myself, for protection and for fear. But to open that up and to say to God, you're free to come in. You are free to change me deeply within. This year we want to follow God's leads into those secret parts of our lives that are too wonderful for us, too much for us to just figure out on our own. By focusing in, we will see God begin to establish Jesus' behaviors and attitudes in our lives. We will experience the growth of the supernatural in our lives, bringing us lasting joy that transcends all disappointments we are bound to experience in 2021, as well as all worldly pleasures that we might seek to enjoy and miss our God. That's what God wants to do. He wants to make us better. 
And so we've had all these different numbers. I'm going to give you one more, and it's this number, one. And it represents me. And what God wants to do with me, he wants to take me and make him number one inside of me. Will you allow him to do that in 2021? I want to give you some ways to consider how this might be done. We've talked about 21. I want to think about tagging things along. It, it, it struck me as, as Monty spoke, he, he mentioned some of these disciplines and doing them 21 minutes per day. And then Bill talked a lot about 21 times 2 in a month. So what I want to do is I just want to tack on to what these guys are saying and ask this question. When you're doing that 21 in the Word, how can you reflect inward and think about what God might be doing? Can you meditate as you spend time in prayer? The first thing I have on the screen is this, praying the Psalm 139 prayer. Would you be willing to pray the Psalm 139 prayer? Before you start reading your Bible, before maybe during your 21 minutes of prayer, you can say this, God, you know me better than I know myself, and it's too big for me. Would you lead me and guide me in you? In your 21 minutes of reading, will you meditate on how God is talking to you and speaking to you about making internal changes? So when I'm reading scripture, those 21 minutes, I'm not just reading for the sake of reading, but I'm reading for me. And I'm not thinking about them there, those people 2,000 years ago, or I'm not thinking about my wife across the room, but I'm thinking about me, me being molded and transformed in his likeness. I also want you to consider some 21 in activities that you could create for yourself. For instance, I could look for a mentor and spend some time uh, maybe with a friend or with someone I look up to and ask them, tell me, what do you see in me? Give me maybe 21 minutes of your time that you could tell me what you see in me. Are there things that I could grow in? Are there things I'm doing well for the Lord? Maybe it's time in books. Maybe take 21 minutes to read a, to read a book or read something that, that encourages this kind of idea of growing in my walk with God. But finally, I want to encourage you to utilize the Sunset 21 resources. As I'm sitting here, I can only imagine what this sounds like to you because I remember what it sounded like to me when these guys were pitching it to me. And I thought to myself, wow, that's a little overwhelming. I don't know about you, but I struggle with New Year's resolutions. I do. And so when somebody comes in and says, hey, I've got a New Year's resolution for you, I go, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. And now here we are, and we're saying, hey, 21 minutes here and 21 minutes there and 21 minutes here, and maybe you feel a little overwhelmed. So I want to give you an idea, a thought that will help you through this journey, and it's the 21 resources that Sunset wants to provide. I have a video here. We're going to watch it just for a moment.
not just as a preaching team, but as ministers, and the ministers of Sunset have been working hard on 21. Scott is thinking through all the ins and outs of how to bring 21 to the fueling station. Matt Gloy is working with, with Bill and talking about what 21 evangelism might look like. And we're going to have resources throughout this year to assist you in that journey. There's going to be times where maybe Bill will get up here, and as he gets up, before he starts to speak, you'll see this video. And when you see this video begin, you'll know, hey, he's talking about 21. He's going to give me a challenge for this week for 21. And maybe this week's 21 challenges, Bill will get up here and he'll say, this week we want you to take 21 Uh, $21, and we want you to go bless somebody. Or we want you to think about baking 21 cookies for a neighbor. This week, we want you to think about spending 21 minutes and just focusing on the, the least cared about in our society. And we'll give you these thoughts. We'll also do it through the fueling station where there'll be some, some ways, some handouts that we'll give you, maybe some, some newsletters, different things that we'll post on the, on the app to remind you that 21 is our big focus this year. 21 minutes. We talked about some math. Here's one more math problem. Did you know that a family of four at 21 minutes a day in prayer or in the word, a family of four at 21 minutes a day will spend three weeks this year doing that thing. Three weeks. Can you imagine what God could do with this entire congregation at 21 minutes? So I want to challenge you today to consider what God could be doing in your life this year. I'll be honest with you, when I hear 21, it sounds in some ways like a very little amount. But it's more than sometimes I'm even willing to do. And so I want to challenge you to really dig in and to think hard about what can 21 minutes look like for you this year. I believe as we move forward, this congregation will be better because we've made those decisions.